SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Almost six minutes after six o'clock on this Monday evening. Hilton Tarrant with you on the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Lots to get through this evening. A big focus on mining on this evening's show. But first, the business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Lonman said today it would give the National Union of Mine Workers the boot this week, allowing it to recognize rival Association of Mine Workers and Construction Union, or AMCU, as the main union at its operations. Nomad gone to the Labor Court to try to protect its dominant position at the world's third largest platinum producer, but the case was thrown out today, the day before its majority membership deal expired. Lonman spokeswoman Sue Vey said Num will formally be de-recognized as the majority union on Tuesday, which opens the way for Lonman to cement a deal with AMCU. Last week, AMCU was recognized as the majority union at Impala Platinum and at Sibania Gold's Drefontaine Mine. Exoro Resources and France's GDF Suez announced today the development of a 600-megawatt coal-fired power plant near Le Palale in Limpopo. The fuel for, baseload, for the baseload power station will be supplied from Exoro's Temba Metsi mine, a prospective open-cast greenfields mine via a surface conveyor belt. Government will allocate up to 2,500 megawatts of new coal power from independent power producers within the next decade. And China's GDP growth slowed in the second quarter to 7.5% year-on-year. That's as weak overseas demand weighed on output and investment, lining up a test of Beijing's resolve to revamp the world's second biggest economy in the face of deteriorating data. The latest year-on-year economic growth reading compared with economists' forecasts and showed the pace of economic activity easing from 7.7% in the first quarter. Well, the JSE ending today up just 6 points, 40,740, that's 0.02%. U.S. markets positive uh, at the start. They ran at 991 against the dollar, 40.92 to the pound, 12.92 to the euro. Gold is at $1,285 an ounce, platinum at $1,415, and a barrel of Brent is at 109 and of course, this in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your earth-moving business? Could it be the difference between digging and scraping, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. West Bank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Eight minutes past six. Today's Market Watch is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. Our guest Market Watcher this evening, Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth. Wayne, market, uh, the JSE up uh, throughout the day. We dipped into the red just before the close and ended with a slight little bump in positive territory. Yeah, look, it was a relatively uneventful day on, on the market today. I mean, the only real corporate news that came out was um, Anglo Platts gave a trading update, but otherwise the market, you know, it, 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 it was up a you know, half a percent, three quarters of a percent, but then it gave it all back over over the day, and as you said, ended up essentially flat for the day. The big one this morning, uh, the China growth data, second quarter yes. GDP, bang on seven and a half percent. We spoke about this on Friday evening, and it seemed as if uh, officials in China were trying to prepare the market for a bit of a, a bit of a shock. Seven and a half percent, bang in line with expectations, but uh, but slowing, definitely slowing. Nine out of the last ten quarters, that economy has slowed. Yeah, 
And I think everyone's anticipating some sort of uh, slowdown. You slow down in, in the growth rate, but also, as you spoke about, as you said on Friday, it sounded as though they were laying the ground for a shocking number, and it wasn't a shocking number. So I was certainly quite relieved. You have to have a little bit of skepticism. Every bit of data that came out of China came out exactly on consensus. <laughs> I mean, not point one above or point two below, but exactly on consensus. So you have to worry a little bit about that. But it did... I didn't push the market forward, but it certainly reassured the market that it's maybe not all disastrous because when you look at some of the prices of resource shares, they are probably at the end of the day um, uh, in their price a worse outcome in China than what actually was dis- disclosed today. When we saw an interesting move by uh, Tencent in China, the stock up uh, nicely this morning, that obviously filtering through into Nasparis. Nasparis ending the day a percent higher. It touched 800 Rand earlier today, ending the day at 791. The stock is up 75% in the last 12 months. I know, it's been a phenomenal performer. And, you know, you've got to trust that this income will eventually convert into profits, or, or the, 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 the number of members they got will eventually convert into profits. Now, when you study the last set of results and you strip out the non-10 cent business, the actual revenue they got was up 74%. So this conversion seems to be happening. And if you take into account uh, growth in that conversion rate of subscribers into actually paying for, uh, in, in, into profits, uh, the shares on about a 27, 28 PE, you know, one, two years out, which doesn't seem astronomical. So, you know, maybe the share price rise is justifiable, but there's nothing stopping that share at the moment. And whenever you come across a situation where nothing is stopping a share, you have to be a little bit cautious, but it actually does look okay. They seem to be achieving what they set out to do. But after such a phenomenal run, you always got to say, how much more can they do? But you could have said that 50% lower. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. 52-week high. In fact, an all-time high for NASPAS today. Also for AECI, up at 117 rand yeah. a share. Uh, we saw RMI, the insurance business, spell, uh, spun out from uh, Rand Merchant Bank. That share up at 26 rand 14, a 52-week high there. Grinrod also ticking up. This one's yeah. been ticking up ever so slightly on the back of a much better uh, a much better shipping rate. And, and yes. obviously, uh, its efforts at the Maputo uh, Harbor are not Harbor. going un- 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 unnoticed. Yeah, look, it's actually, the market was a little bit skeptical when Remgon brought in, bought into uh, Grinrod and they announced all their expansions into the other situation in Mozambique, all the infrastructure in Mozambique, but the share has actually done phenomenally well since then. And I still think that this is a share you can actually stick with and, and buy at this level, because I think there's more to come. It's not, it's not massively expensive at the moment in relation to what actually can be achieved by the company. You might have to wait a while. So it's a little bit of a leap of faith that they will actually do what they say they're going to do, but I think it's a, a leap that you can actually take. Wayne McCurry is with Momentum Wealth on the low side today, pick and pay down a couple of uh, a couple of cents to end at a 52-week low at 37 rand 76. Anglo Gold Ashanti down at 125 rand a share. More on Anglo Gold Ashanti coming up in about five minutes' time. Today's Market Watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za today to open a trading account today.
For IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they have developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. This is the fortune that came from the sale of the cows and the sheep that graze in the fields where they found scattered seeds that came from the maize that secured funding for the co-op that planted the maize that was tended by the farmer on the fertile land that was found in the valley that was once a barren piece of land in Africa. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Exactly quarter past six this Monday evening. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, the Chamber of Mines representing the country's gold producers, Anglo Gold, Ashanti, Harmony Gold, Goldfield, Sibanya, Evander Gold Mine, and Village Main Reef, today tabled its offer in the sector's wage negotiations with trade unions. Dr. Elise Stradium is a chief negotiator at the Chamber of Mines. Elise, what opening offer have you put on the table? We have made an opening offer of 4% on the basic pay across the board. So that would be for all the employees covered by the wage negotiations. And then we have also made a four, an offer of a 4% increase in the living out allowance, all the allowances linked to the accommodation, the housing allowance, etc., etc. So a 4% increase. Surely the first thing that uh, the trade unions will say is that this 4% increase or this offer is below inflation. Yes, they will say that, but we had, uh, last week we had a workshop where we talked about the economic realities um, facing the um, mining industry, particularly the gold mining industry, and also this morning before we started to respond to all the demands we made, you know, we spent a bit of time to again reiterate the, 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 the problems and the difficulties that we are facing in the gold mining industry. You know, the fact that the gold price has dropped significantly, the mm-hmm. gold price, the fact that we uh, are uh, losing out on production. Ten years ago, we were the number one producer in, in the world. We now rank six. And also our cost pressures, and we try to really um, explain to to the unions and to their members these difficulties and then say to them now, you know, we have to take these issues into consideration when we make offers because the ultimate would be that we ensure the sustainability of the industry. So we'll have to be responsible in our office and in the wage negotiations and how we engage with one another. Elise, did the unions understand where the industry finds itself at present with a, a, a rand gold price of 400,000 rand a kilo? I would hope so. Um, uh, they listened with great interest. Um, and, you know, uh, of course, 
and the 4% increase that we offered, uh, the signals from them was, um, you know, this is, this is not what they are looking for. But um, also it's a process. There are very many demands on the table. We would now hope that the unions will also remove uh, some of those demands on the table. And then perhaps, you know, we can look again. We're meeting again on the 24th of July. It's a process, but I certainly got the sense this afternoon that, you know, they they hopefully have heard us on the economic uh, difficulties being faced by the industry. You spoke about some of those demands. One of them relates to the categories of workers on the mines and, and the collapsing and combination of, of certain categories of, of employees. What, what is your response to that? We indicated to the unions that we are not uh, in a position, we're not prepared to look at the roll-up of uh, employees uh, anymore. The last roll-up that we did was in October last year when we rolled up the so-called Category 3 employees into Category 4. Category 3 employees were the entry level, so the new entry level for the mining industry is Category 4. Uh, and we indicated to them, you know, that it causes uh, a number of problems that you now have employees that used to be at entry level suddenly rolled up into a category where people have undergone training, where they have acquired skills and the operators, etc., etc. So uh, we have indicated to them that we're not prepared to, to look at the further rolling up of categories. That's Dr. Lee Stradon, the Chief Negotiator at the Chamber of Mines. Lesiba Sashoka of the NUM telling MoneyWeb just before 6 o'clock that uh, we are disappointed by the offer table today. It is simply showing the workers the middle finger. It is an insult and is a call for confrontation. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. 20 minutes past six, Peter Major is mining consultant at KD's Corporate Solutions. Peter, a ton of mining news out today. Let's start with that wage offer, 4%. Is, uh, is the Chamber of Mines being realistic with that offer? Geez, no. If they were being realistic, it'd probably be minus 10 or 15. But I think they're trying to be very accommodative, and I think they're willing to bite the bullet and hope and pray that the RAN weakens more or that metal prices go up because – they really can't afford that if they want to keep any kind of earnings and, and attract shareholders. This is an industry, the gold industry here in South Africa, that is now behind China, Australia, the USA, Russia, as well as Peru, now sixth in the world, uh, according to uh, gold production in the uh, 2012 uh, calendar year. Anger Gold Ashanti announced, uh, making a number of announcements just before the market closed, or just after the market closed, rather, this evening. Uh, some interesting and, and somewhat worrying announcements, I guess, Peter. They've cut their production guidance for the year uh, by about 
about 10% from somewhere around 4.1 to 4.4 million ounces to just over 4 million ounces. It uh, also announced it will impair its assets and stockpiles by somewhere between 2.2 and 2.6 billion dollars. That's over 20 billion rand impairment that it's going to book. This is a company whose market cap is only 48 billion. These are terrifying statements, Hilton, and it just shows how far this industry has has fallen apart, how how far down the wrong road they've gone the last 20 years. You see it with Barrick. You see it with Newmont. Guys are taking write-offs almost the size of their market cap. And you hate to use the word J-A-I-L, but where else should people like this be going to? People who just write off billions of dollars and, and here's the gold price still trading at double its long-term average. So this is just a gross, reckless misallocation of, of company earnings, of, of borrowings, of capital. Speaking of borrowings, Anglo Gold Ashanti's uh, rating uh, from ratings agencies is the lowest investment grade. It's one above junk. It's planning a bond roadshow to, to speak to uh, its bondholders, and it is looking to raise money later this year. Do they have a chance of, of raising any money in, in markets like this? Look, they have a chance, but it's pretty small. It's probably the worst chance they've had in at least six, seven years. You know, maybe a, a year, probably the time Mark Kudafani took over. But then you had a rising gold price, so the market cut him some slack, and he talked a good show, and they gave him money. But, you know, you got to worry. The last of those gold hedges he bought back, I think, was around $1,300 an ounce. And, you know, it, it's kind of fragile here. Gee, if gold starts falling back down, then it means he actually lost money buying those hedges back. Speaking of those hedges, Anglo Gold Ashanti touching an all-time record high share price uh, at that at that point in time, well over 400. Um, and one need only look at, at where it's trading today, 125 and some change. Switching uh, our attention to platinum, Anglo-American platinum providing us guidance for the first half. It says earnings will be somewhere between 4 and 80 and 5 and 35 a share. That's a nice surprise. Yeah, it is a surprise because we're used to massive losses coming out of Amplats. I, I think a, a lot of the analysts, they'll say this is temporary and it's probably going to have a loss the second half because all they've done is delay the restructuring, delay retrenchments, delayed uh, closing things off. And, and the, this restructuring, whatever the final numbers of employees that get retrenched are, restructuring is going to cost money. So if middle prices, the RAND, et cetera, stay the same, they probably will be close to a loss the second half. And still, you got to say, if the market's on a 20 PE, should Anglos be any, should Amplats be higher than that? And a 20 PE means you're making 10 Rand a share. And it doesn't look like they'll make 10 Rand for the whole year. Our thanks to Peter Major, mining consultant at KD's Corporate Solutions. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash standard bank. 
Well, in our market commentator weekly podcast this week, I spoke with Carl Leinberger, the chief investment officer at Coronation Fund Managers. That full interview is on moneyweb.co.za, as well as on our apps, MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb. Now, we spoke about retailers. We spoke about valuations. We spoke about gold shares, platinum shares. We spoke about Exoro, uh, which uh, coincidentally is in the news today. In this highlight, I asked Carl if he agreed with the view that valuations on the JSE were not attractive, especially when compared with global equities. Yeah, and I think it's such a valuable lesson is um, don't let cash burn a hole in your pocket. If, um, if, if the only opportunities you presented with are overvalued assets, don't own them. You know, be prepared to, to sit on cash and be patient. Markets will correct. Value will assert itself over time. And if you sit in cash, you'll be, be there to take advantage of the moves when they do come. Carl, what's your reading of, of global equities versus domestic equities? We, we are seeing most fund managers, most commentators pointing to uh, the valuations on the JSE as, as steamy, as frothy, as, as perhaps overpriced. Is that a view that you share? Yeah, we, we would agree with the view that local equities are now very fully valued after a very glorious and unusual 10, 15 years in our, in our local equity market. There are always stock-specific opportunities, but in aggregate, we would argue the market's very fully valued. And for at least three years, we've been arguing that global equities offer a lot more value than South African equities. Um, that took a while to come through, but was very strongly vindicated over the last 12, 18 months. Um, but importantly, we would still argue today, notwithstanding the moves in the currency, that, that global equities offer a lot better value than South African equities. And we would expect it to be a value gap that would um, – slowly close itself out over a long period of time. So we would expect global equities to do a lot better than local equities, not just for a year or two, but for for a meaningful period in time. You mentioned the currency there, and and that really adds... uh, Carl, if there wasn't a restriction of of 25% on on foreign holdings, would would your foreign exposure be higher? We'd probably be a little bit higher, but not much higher. We've always argued that um, your average retired South African or pre-retired South African would need somewhere between 20 and 30% of their assets offshore through the cycle, depending on how much value is available offshore. Mm. The reason we don't think you can go much above that range is that um, individuals need to match their assets with their future liabilities, um, and and you do reach a point beyond which you're, not, you're no longer diversifying and you're actually exposing the individual to too much risk. So somewhere between 20 and 30 is what we've always argued, um, a year ago, we would have sat probably closer to 30 because of the extraordinary value and the margin of safety one had in the currency. Today, we'd probably be sitting very close to where we are. Um, so I don't think that regulatory constraints are holding us back too much today from what our underlying views would be. Carl, just uh, an overall question. In terms of size, the size of your funds, the size of your assets under management, well over 400 billion rand um, in assets under management, how difficult is it to to react, to take positions, to exit positions, given the size of of your funds and given the the amount of money you manage? I ask this because we can't or or we do see uh, situations where you you do increase positions within, within companies and very quickly end up with, for example, 5% of Nedbank, 10% of Fashini? Mm. Yeah, look, I think that, 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 that managers that perform will attract assets, and I think that, that the more assets you manage, the more difficult it is to outperform markets. I think that those are truisms that one can't argue against. We believe we've closed. We, we've always been a large manager. We've been in the large manager watch for 15 years mm. or so. 
Um, it's very much built into our investment philosophy, um, how, you know, how we have always managed portfolios. We're accustomed to managing large portfolios. We think we've closed before um, size um, hindered our ability um, to outperform markets. Um, one huge help for us is that we tend to be doing very different things to our peers. We tend to be buying retailers when they're selling and selling them when they're buying, buying commodities when they're selling and, and vice versa. So it does make it a lot easier to manage funds of our size, given our investment philosophy, than if we were more momentum-based managers. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in our industry, time is the ultimate arbiter. Um, you know, we've been large for a long time, and I think that the last 12 months have probably been amongst the, me- the best in Coronation's 20-year history. So, you know, we have continued to, to deliver. Um, we have closed our institutional asset base to new clients. Um, and, 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 yeah, we think we can continue to deliver to clients in the years ahead. But as I said, time, time will ultimately prove us and, and, and the broader market right or wrong. That's Carl Leinberger, the Chief Investment Officer at Coronation Fund Managers. A fascinating interview available online at moneyweb.co.za as well as on our MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now apps. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended almost flat, up just 6 points, 40,740 points, 0.02%. Resources slightly lower, gold shares down by 1.5%. Financials and industrials positive on the day. U.S. markets are in the green. The rand is at 9.89 against the dollar. That's three quarters of 1% stronger. Gold, $1,285. An ounce platinum, $1,415, and a barrel of Brent is at $109. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at moneyweb.co.za. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.